Thanks for tapping into The Shift is Real, a podcast where we have casual conversations about growth, discuss stories of personal transformation, and share moments of insight. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey and excited to talk about these shifts. So let's get into it, y'all. Please be advised, explicit language may be used. Hey y'all, thanks for tapping into another episode of The Shift is Real. I'm your host, Tiffany Wright. And as always, I'm so grateful to share this space with you and talk about these shifts and transformations. Okay, y'all, new episode of our self-love series, fourth episode of our self-love series. And I'm reading excerpts from my book, The Five Commandments of Self-Love, which you can go ahead Take a pause if you don't have it. Go to Amazon.com, Target.com, BarnesandNobles.com. Go ahead and order it. You can read along if you have a Kindle, okay? If not, you have it, cool, pull it out. If you don't, then you're just going to sit present with it. That's totally okay as well. Okay, so I'm getting into the first commandment last couple of uh, episodes, I've been reading from what I say is like the intro or like the the pre-process in getting into uh, the five commandments. So today we're going to be starting out reading something from the section under the first commandment of self-love. The five commandments of self-love are to honor thyself, Honor thy mind, honor thy body, honor thy spirit, and practice forgiveness, forgiveness of self and others. So we're going to be reading from Honor Thyself today, page 95. Now, I'm going far into it because the first part of it, the four A's, um, which are really amazing. I actually have a previous episode on it. So I would definitely encourage you to drop back um, probably at least like 12 episodes or so and um, go and go check that out. I also have something uh, or an episode around nurturing your inner child, which is also in the honor thyself section. So go check those out. Okay. So I'm going to be reading page 95, owning your journey. You ready? Take a deep breath. And before I get into this, I think it's just important to understand in general what it means to honor thyself. So This means the unapologetic acceptance of who you are and what you've experienced up to this point. That is so important when it comes to self-love, like the actual practice of acceptance, um, because it's about honoring what exists and to be able to nurture and take care of and praise and all of this stuff to to love on something you gotta you gotta honor what is there you gotta accept it is or accept that person for what exists right and so that's why the first commandment is honor thyself and so we're talking about owning your journey which is really about accepting the path 
that you have walked, that has been paved. Um, and as you do that, then you can be more in tune to what matters to you. You can be more intentional about the path that you want to walk. You know, we come into this world not choosing, um, well, maybe spiritually, some people say that we choose our parents. I know people who experience abuse and neglect and a lot of dysfunction and maltreatment, I would definitely say like, nah, bruh, like I wouldn't choose. Um, but, I, but I understand that notion that from a spirit realm that we choose our parents. So I know that people say that we choose our parents. And when I say people, I'm, I'm more so speaking of like spiritual teachers, masters um, from different practices of spirituality and ways of being really acknowledging this idea that nothing is um, coincidental, that even before we're here from a spiritual place, we're choosing our parents. And I definitely know that people, this is neither here nor there. Point is, you come into this world in general, not choosing the path. And there's a path that is given to you. And as you're on this path, you're learning so much and experiencing so much. And that shapes you and it impacts you. And you might not like what it is. And you might not like what happened. Um, and so when you get to a place of consciousness of like, fuck this shit, I don't want this no more, then you know, it's it's important to still practice acceptance while choosing or connecting to your agency. So we're talking about owning your journey. Take a deep breath. Here we go. Owning your journey is about accountability and unapologetic acceptance. Owning your journey is about awareness. Owning your journey is about accepting what has occurred in your life and accepting how the choices you have made have impacted your life as well as others. It sounds simple, but it's anything but simple, okay? Because let me tell you, <laughs> as a trauma survivor, it's so easy to point out the other shit that other people do to you, right? Once you get to a certain place, it's important for you to take yourself out of a victim mentality and see yourself as just a receiver of what the world is doing and be able to step back and look at, okay, in what ways are the world responding to me and what have I put out and done to the world? Um, so the acceptance is not just about what's happened to you, but it's also about the decisions you've made, the choices you've made, etc. Behind our smiles, our titles, our accomplishments, and our relationships often lie shame and regret, shame about some aspect of ourselves, shame around the choices we've made, regret around what we have and haven't done. These emotional experiences keep us from accepting ourselves or aspects of our lives. Now, if you're a person that don't carry shame, don't carry guilt, you know, big ups to you, big ups to you because you are a rare breed. Now, I'm not talking about if you've done a lot of work, you've done a lot of quote unquote shadow work, you've done a lot of processing and release shame. I'm, I'm just talking about for the average person who maybe haven't yet. Um, we feel shame for things we don't even need to feel shame for because we are constantly getting messages that this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad. And as humans, you know, we care about social acceptance. You might say you don't give a fuck, but that's a lie because um, to a degree you do, 
to a degree you may not and that could be completely true but as humans we are social creatures which means that we thrive in groups which means that just instinctually uh we want to be accepted we want to feel included we want to be seen we want to be understood we want to be heard so when that doesn't happen and we get messages that we're not good enough or this thing that we're doing is bad or we're bad people because we did this wrong thing that's how you end up internalizing shame and or guilt so where am i these emotional experiences keep us from accepting ourselves or aspects of our lives the experiences surely keep one from practicing radical acceptance Radical acceptance is about embracing what is and not resisting what you cannot or choose not to change. Radical acceptance is about being in the present and getting to a place of consciousness, consciousness to believe that what is, is, and what isn't, isn't, doesn't exist. If it were, it would be what it is. It is difficult for many to embrace and accept who they are because they are more fixated on who they are not. The fixation is often based on comparison. People choose to see lack within themselves because they glorify the life and decisions of others. I'm going to read that again for you. People choose to see lack within themselves because they glorify the life and decisions of others. This comparison does nothing but harms one's psyche. In a world of technology that has all types of media platforms filled with images and stories of others' lives, it's difficult for many of us to not fall into comparison. We are bombarded with images of so many ways to live. We have ushered in an industry of people getting paid to showcase the highlights of their life. We have reality TV, which is anything but reality. There are endless articles, blog posts, and books about how to live, be, and exist. To a degree, I mean, this is kind of one of those books. Um, people feel inadequate if their lives don't look like or seem aligned with the vision of life that their favorite figures and influencers portray. If you like, oh, no, that's not me, Tiffany, then that's cool. That's fine. You're a unicorn. How can you own your journey when you are focused on living the journey of another? This is a deep dive question. Okay. If one exists in a constant state of comparison and dissatisfaction of their own life, it may threaten one's ability to practice and harness the power of gratitude. It also blocks your ability to focus on the power you hold within yourself to shape your own life. Comparison is the thief of joy. These are not my words. But comparison can just it can really erode your connection to yourself. It can really erode your sense of gratitude and experience in the present, okay? When you connect to the power you hold, you foster a deeper sense of resilience, confidence, and appreciation for yourself and your life. Regardless, if you are a person that has any or no connection to the transcendental experience, there is something powerful and transformative about belief. Belief, for many, is about faith in something. If you can believe in what looks like a beautiful, affirming, and powerfully unfolding in someone else's life, work on seeing your life and your being through the same lens. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, you can glamorize and fantasize about someone else's life, but it's hard for you to do it 
for your own. And understand everyone's life, it took time and decisions and steps to get there. Some people experience life in a way that things, quote unquote, just happen to them. But a lot of people might set intention or visualize or hope for at least kind of versions of their lives that they have, you know. And so when you're glamorizing someone else's life, like what you're not seeing is the disappointment, the difficulty, the hurt, the pain, the loss. Um, but what you do see is hard work, uh, commitment, dedication, discipline, um, and acknowledging of what that person needed and wanted and them allowing themselves to have it, right? There is a surrendering to understanding what you want and then allowing it to happen, which is really important. And if you don't feel like you're deserving of something, you don't feel like you're worthy of something, you don't feel like you're valuable enough to obtain it, then you will often keep yourself from experiencing the very things that you are glamorizing or romanticizing in other people's lives okay it's really important y'all it's really important take a deep breath when you can seize the monster of comparison you can truly have a sense of confidence in yourself and the unfolding of your life after a string of events throughout the years that left me emotionally, spiritually, and mentally drained, it seemed difficult to stand in an unapologetically grounded place of strong confidence. I found myself experiencing wavering confidence, very different from the sense of groundedness and security I used to have before these strong events occurred. When I eventually returned to myself, I had to reflect on how the confidence came to be a settled reality once again. I felt so powerful in myself and who I was. I asked myself, where did my confidence come from? Now, before I get into this, let me just tell you, I've really had some shit blow, blow me down. Like, I'm I'm just I'm just being honest. Um I'm I'm a you know, I be disclosing stuff from time to time. I think that. I am constantly operating from a space of, I know this is possible and this seems really hard at the same time. Like that happens to me a lot. Um, someone moving through life with depression, which I've felt very heavily since I was a child. I've had a lot of seasons, many seasons where life just seemed very hopeless and dark and difficult. Um, adolescence, I experienced very intense uh, suicidal ideation. Um, I experienced a lot of thoughts and attempts around self-harm. As a teenager, I felt really lonely, even though I was connected and surrounded by a lot of people. I felt a lot of pain and um, dissatisfaction with my life. Um, when I was in my 20s, I had a lot of issues with romantic relationships that really left me confused and doubting the possibility of love and just the joy and the freedom that I wanted in that area of my life. Um, I've had, you know, some intense DV, uh, domestic violence situations um, with some family members that 
really just, um, it flipped my whole world upside down, you know, losing the people that I didn't even know were so uh, essential to my identity tore my world upside down um, in a lot of different ways. My mom and my grandfather, you know, um, having periods of time where I had a lot of loss, having periods of time where I had loss physically, emotionally, spiritually. And through it, I, I tried to hold on to rituals. I tried to hold on to visualization. I tried to hold on to hope. And when I was able to get to the other side, I always had to, and I started to get back to myself, which always shifted. I would be like, how did I get here? How did I get back to myself? So the answer I received from my higher self was the following. You feel powerful because now you understand how powerful you are. Power can only be harnessed if you hold on to it. To access it, it must not be in the hands of anyone else. You can't have power over something that is not yours. Meaning, if I give away my power to others, it can never be mine. To harness my power, I must own my own truth. Like, are you getting this shit? Like, even reading this back, I'm like, oh, God, I need this in this moment, too. So I say this book is not just for the world. It's, it's for me. <laughs> Always. To harness my power, I must own my truth. If I'm leaning into someone else's opinions of me, ideas of how I should be, how I should live my life, if I'm leaning into ideas of what other people think that I am, I'm, I'm putting the power of my truth in their hands as opposed to owning my truth. I must know and own my truth. I must take responsibility for what I have chosen in my life. I must accept the events that were out of my control. I must take accountability for my actions and I'll, I have decided to navigate my life. I must release anger, bitterness, or envy that helped me captive in regards to others' lives or other choices others made that impacted me. My confidence reflects the power I know I have. The power I have is a reflection of the place of acceptance I am in my life. All in all, it's the fruit of self-love. Can we take a deep breath? Because, oh, I need a deep breath. Because that's, that's important for me to always remember. I, I flow in and out of confidence. You know, if if I done things or life has brought about experiences that felt like it took away my sense of agency or power, like that shit happens. I mean, I think about 2020 last year um, when it came to all of the social 
uprisings that we had in the U.S. and, you know, how spiritually just degradating it is to know that there are people that don't see you as important enough to hold life and live life in a way where you feel free. That shit hurts. To know that there are people who feel like the rights of animals are more important than the right for you to walk down the street or live in your fucking house without killing you just for breathing and existing in 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 skin that identifies you as black that shit it just it rocked my soul that's the kind of shit that feels disempowering <laughs> to be honest and if you internalize that then you do believe that you're not good enough or you're not important enough or you don't deserve joy or you don't deserve freedom or you don't deserve liberation. I mean, I talk about it sometimes. I, you know, this, this concept of imposter syndrome and like, it's always interesting to me when I hear that from people of color, because of course you don't fucking believe that what you have, you deserve it. Because you're living in a fucking place that tells you you don't deserve anything. You barely deserve to be here. It's a privilege for you to have a livable wage. It's a privilege for you to live another day and someone don't take your life. It's a privilege (laughs) for you to be in spaces that were not created for you. Of course you have imposter syndrome. Duh. But that, that shit is a consequence of fucking trauma and, you know, systemic oppression. But that's a whole conversation for another day. I do trainings around that, by the way. But the point of me bringing that up is when you have circumstances, environment, experiences, interactions, where something or someone outside of yourself is extracting your sense of self it it it's almost like it sucks away your power like it sucks out your power you know what i mean and so it's hard for you to feel confident i mean honestly what just popped in my head right now is the conversation that consistently unnecessarily exist around Lizzo. It's almost like people are mad that she's in a large body and she's like, yeah, I'm beautiful. Yeah, I eat. Yeah, I'm sexy. And I'm in a large body. It's like people want her to not feel confident. She want to show an ass cheek. She want to show titty meat. She want to jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. She want to wear whatever the fuck she want to wear. And people mad. 
Because she in a larger body doing it. And it's like, you want to take away her sense of empowerment so bad. Because you know that taking away someone's sense of power takes away the confidence that they have in themselves. That's what happens. Going back to this page 99, the power I have is a reflection of the place of acceptance I am in my life. All in all, it is the fruit of self-love. To accept who you are means that there is a cognitive and spiritual process of understanding who you are and what has shaped you. But even that is not the same as owning who you are. As previously mentioned in the section, Desire for Change, the stage, the five stages of the model of change provides a conceptual framework of what it takes for someone to commit to change. Part of that change is not only acceptance of what has happened, but also action to move forward once you have received awareness, tools, and guidance. Change doesn't stop at an awareness or the receiving of tools and guidance. Change, shifting, Transformation and any other personal journey takes the individual's concerted effort. This is even why therapy, quote unquote, does not work for many people. Y'all ready to hear about it though? <laughs> they enter a therapeutic relationship with their therapy professional, expecting that the therapist will fix them or give them the answers. They hope that the therapist will give them the insight that they need, yet often don't get that the therapist is a vessel, support, a mirror, or merely a provider of tools and resources. Can I say it? Because like you going to therapy is great. I will always cheer for it. But it's unrealistic to think you're going to therapy and the therapist is going to change your life. It's the process of acknowledgement. It's the process of awareness. It's the process of obtaining tools. And then it's the fucking process to committing to implementing the tools for the change that's going to create the change that you want. Here's the greatest caveat. No one can save you. And no one can do the work for you. We may be blessed with understanding, sympathetic, empathetic, and loving individuals to support, encourage, and hold us accountable. But at the end of the day, we are the masters of our own lives. It is us. It is up to us to create an internal environment that is comfortable for us to thrive in. What goes on the outside of you is a fraction compared to what is going on within you. Your internal peace and acceptance are important in navigating this life. You are stuck with yourself. Like, do you get that? You are stuck with yourself. This is why people was going through hella shit last year during pandemic, because they were fucking stuck with themselves and they never fucking spent that much time <laughs> with themselves, their thoughts, their feelings, all the shit. Like, this is what dismantled people's mental health last year. People realize, oh shit, I have anxiety. Oh my gosh, I have depression. I'm not minimizing it in any way. But the reality is there were things that existed in you already that you just didn't know because you never spent time with yourself. Because you 
didn't learn how to really exist in yourself in a connected way. You didn't know how to be with yourself. So you constantly found things to distract you. You constantly found things to help the avoid to help you avoid the reality of what was going on in your life. So you're stuck with yourself. You're stuck with your own thoughts and emotions. You reap the consequences of your actions. You must be carried by your own body. Therefore, understanding your relationship to how you operate in the five commandments of self-love is important. You have to do the work. You have to dig into your truth. You have to assess how much of your truth is an objective reality. You have to ask the questions. You have to seek the help. You have to see mental health specialists, life coaches, and specialized healers. You have to create or engage in opportunities for personal development and self-growth. There is no one route. It will be tough at times and carefree at others. You have to build up your toolbox. You must find what works for you. What may work for me or others may not be the same for you, right? And even in this book, I always... Not always, because it's a book, I'm not talking. But I have often mentioned throughout the book, take what you need, leave what you don't. Because everything ain't going to apply, right? Like I try to give the filters of understanding, like, you know, if you're in a culture where self is not uh, at the core, then like a lot of this shit is going to like not matter. And that's totally fine. You know, if I'm talking about spirit and you're like, no, Tiffany, I'll rock with that. I rock with specific religious beliefs. That's fine. Like, you know, there's going to be things in this book that you disagree with, things that don't align with your belief system. And that's totally cool. But you must find what works for you. There are opportunities that provide a mirror into truths that have been buried by your subconscious. Tools like books, seminars, workshops, retreats, and other special programming. However, even these avenues will not be enough to unlock all the necessary guidance and insight you need to build a better relationship for yourself. It's all up to you. You can be as motivated as you want. You can hear as many motivational speakers. You can go as many seminars as you want, read as many books. But unless you're doing the work to unlock connection with yourself, explore what's going on within you, release some shit, give yourself some grace, work on some things, you know, you're not going to get to the place you think you're going to get to. You must own the journey and absolutely understand that there is no destination. Can, can we get, can we get this? You must own the journey and absolutely understand that there is no destination. The destination is defined by where you are at the place of death. But there is no, I want to love myself, dot, period. I want to heal, dot, period. There's a lot of things that we do with our language that make something seem so black and white and so finite. Right. Like as if there is a end and with healing, there's no end with this self-love journey. There's no end with understanding who you are. There is no end. 
in releasing and growing. There is no end. Right before your eyes close, that is the destination. Right before your eyes close, is there internal peace? Is there self-gratitude, appreciation, and acceptance? And that is the only place that your journey ends. So what do you think about that? What, what do you think about that? I think it's important that you understand that I'm not saying if you've experienced abuse, neglect, misfortune, that you're the cause of it. Let's make sure we got that very clear because I don't do no victim blaming around here. Okay. Um, However, I think that it's important to know that with the hurt and the pain and the trauma, if you have the mental capacity to be present and process and you didn't have extremely difficult developmental um, consequences from something or uh, consequences like mentally that allows you to be sound mind and body, um, you to a degree can, can still choose some things. You can still choose some things. Now in 2021, there's a lot of resources out here, you know, going through trauma in the 1800s ain't the same thing as going through trauma and living to 2021. It's absolutely not. But let's also be very clear. There's help, there's support, there's pathways, there's communities, you know, there's tools. It can be really hard to find the motivation to connect to these things to support your journey. But it's possible. It's possible. So I'm I'm really looking forward to knowing your thoughts on the content today's episode. Um, owning your journey, really a part of the self love process. Um, this this is the foundation of acceptance. I say accepting your your light, your darkness, and your shadows. It's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. I do a lot of work with clients around what are called negative core beliefs. And I guarantee you, when I'm helping clients unpack um, some of the beliefs that unconsciously guide their experience in life, it's uncomfortable is real uncomfortable for them to come to terms with. Examples of core beliefs, negative core beliefs. I am not enough. I am not worthy. I am to blame. I am weak. I cannot take it. I can't trust anyone. I don't trust myself. I am defective. I am not lovable. These are examples of beliefs that people carry and they impact their relationship with themselves and others and the world, and they don't even know. 
And it's sometimes hard for people to come to terms with these kind of beliefs. But accepting that you have them so that we can explore how they came about and impacted you is really important to you healing. Accepting that there were circumstances out of your control that impacted these kind of beliefs or impacted negative narratives or limiting ideas around who you are, etc. It's important to accept that that is part of your journey, even if it's hurtful, even if it's painful. Because there's more than one way to look at something. There's, there's always the possibility of multiple perspectives. That's why from an existential place, from a philosophical place, I love the kaleidoscope. It's so complex when you're looking at it. There's so many ways to see one image. And even when you're looking at one image, it's not even everything that you think it is. Because th this is how life is. Just because you see life in one way doesn't mean that a hundred other people will. But we're around people that often see things the same as us. So we get really comfortable in that, right? But when it comes to solutions, this is why teams work well sometimes, right? I say multiple brains, multiple heads are better than one. So you can experience something and yes, it can be horrific. It can be damaging. It can be um, terrifying. It can be all these things. And three people can experience the same things and all have different pathways after it. That is the power of choice and internal resources. So just some things to think about. That's all for today, y'all. Well, y'all, that's the end of today's episode. I hope that you got something from it. Thank you so much for your support. Please make sure to like, follow, subscribe, share this with a friend. I am accessible via my website, www.livethebelife.com. You can feel free to shoot me an email. If you want to subscribe to my newsletter, I send out newsletters once or twice a month. I'm on Instagram and Twitter handle at the T-H-E underscore B-E underscore life. Also have a Facebook page. All my products are available online on Amazon, but they're also listed on my website. Hope that you move forward in your day, in your week, feeling connected to yourself and grounded. Hope that you just stay aware of the shifts that are going on within and around you because they're always happening. Don't forget, seek to shift, seek to grow, seek to be you. Until next time, be well.